Good evening, sons and daughters. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Father, we give you praise. We glorify your name, O oh God. We just adore you tonight, O oh God, for you are our Savior. You are the lover of our souls, Father. We just thank you for that love that you shed it abroad towards us, O oh God. That love that you made known unto our hearts, O oh God. That we have no doubt in us about you and your love for us. Father, we just thank you that we can cast our cares we can cast our worries. We can cast our fears. We can cast our doubts. We can cast them on you, O oh God, for your word is true. And we receive your word tonight in replacement of all of those different areas in our hearts and if our mind. We receive your word, O oh God, to be true. We receive your word to be faithful. We receive your word, God, to change situations in our life, O oh God, according to your word, according to your truth. Father, we give you permission. We give you permission tonight. Have your way. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our mind. Have your way, Father, because we believe that your way, your way is the best way. We believe that your way is the only way. So we stand now, oh God, in your way. We stand now, oh God, in your truth. We stand now in that place of righteousness because of what Christ has done, because what he's made available to us, oh God. We stand in that place of righteousness, even though we stand in a time where our faith is being tested, when we're being provoked. Oh, my God, when we're running into trials, when we're running into those hard places. Father, we just thank you that your word, oh God, sustains us. Your word, oh God, holds us. Your word, oh God, is a pathway of light. Your word, oh God, is a pathway of truth, and we can rest in it. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the changing, hallelujah, and redirecting of our hearts and minds today that we walk with a mind to want to serve you. We walk with a mind to want to obey you. We walk with a mind that wants to be uh, have a forgiving heart. We walk with the mind, oh God, to want to do your ways, oh God. Walk in your ways, oh God. You've given us your spirit. You've given us your likeness. You've made us uh, uh, partakers of, of your divine nature, oh God. So we know that you've given us the ability to walk in every word that you've spoken to us every word that you've made true to us and we just thank you tonight we thank you tonight oh god as we continue to walk in your word as we continue to study your word as your word continues to reveal itself father we just thank you for this word that continues to speak and speak and speak this word that continues to grow and grow and grow father we can literally depend on your word for every situation in our lives and we just thank you tonight we thank you tonight. Hallelujah. We bless you tonight. Hallelujah. Be blessed, O oh God. Be blessed, O oh King. Be blessed. Be magnified in the earth. Hallelujah. Let your name ring. Hallelujah in the stars, O oh God. In the sky, in the sound. O oh God, let your name ring, O oh God, that we might hear and understand more of you. Hallelujah, God. We just thank you tonight that we can hear, that we can see, that we can understand because of wisdom tonight. 
that speaks to our heart, that speaks to our mind. Not man's wisdom, but your wisdom, God. Your way, oh God. Not our way, but your way. It speaks to us tonight. Hallelujah. We do have a way of thinking, but we choose your way. We choose your life. We choose the way you do it, oh God. Hallelujah. We want to walk in your way. And your way only. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name we want to. We believe to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We talked last week on uh, the provoking uh, of our faith, the provoking, you know, being tried and being tested, being pushed where we're receiving thoughts, just not the thoughts of God, just not the word of God, but we have other thoughts that come in through our minds that uh, become temptation to us, or sometimes it pushes us to uh, uh, believe more than what we're supposed to believe, or something is, you know, just something has come up that when we say we stand here, and the enemy comes in to literally grab that word, grab the truth of what the word has uh, come and told us and spoke to us. And now it's challenging us. The word is challenging us to believe. And I mean, stand still in the faith of God. God's word challenges us as well for the simple reason. It's trying to help us understand that we need God and we need his way and his way only. We can't have mixtures. We can't take the word and, and what we feel and what we think and try to create a faith. But we have to take God's word and God's word only and allow it to be our faith tonight. Amen. We have to use the word of God as our faith. We get the word. We spend time with the word. We allow the word to talk back to us. And I'm telling you, that's when you receive faith, when that word talks back. When that word talks back to you, it becomes the substance of that thing that you're hoping for. It becomes the thing. It becomes that faith. It becomes that knowledge. It becomes that understanding of what you're standing in need of. You see, when we get in the word of the Lord and we begin to study it, huh? thinking about John, I mean, James 1, 3 and 4. James 1, 3 and 4, so knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Come on, worketh patience. The trying of your faith worketh patience. My God, patience is the outcome of faithfulness. When we hold steady to our faith, when we trust God without a shadow of a doubt, we're working patience in our life. And when you begin to work patience in your life, you're working something that literally will have you in a place where you're wanting nothing, but you're believing everything. You're wanting nothing, but you're believing everything. Patience begin to share with you. Patience begin to talk with you. You're never alone. You see, patience to have uh, with, with patience, you have that time of being able to experience. You're never alone. God is always there. He's right there in front of you. You can always spend time with him. There's no reason for us to fear. There's no reason for us to doubt when we're waiting on the Lord according to his word. Not according to what we want. Not according to what we desire. But we're waiting according to the word and what the word has spoken to us. What the word has said to us. Huh? He says that faith worketh patience. We need that patience. 
We need God's patience where it moves you into that position of lacking nothing. Why? Because I'm willing to wait on the Lord and I'm waiting to be, I'm willing to be of good courage because I know that he will strengthen my heart. I know he will strengthen my heart. And you know, that's us getting to know the Lord. That's why it's so important that when we do go to church, when we do spend time in prayer, we really need to trust that we're talking to the Lord. We need to believe that he is real and that he is a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible. Without the word of God, it's impossible. Without Holy Spirit, it is impossible. We need Holy Spirit in our lives because he is that realm of our faith. He is that substance. He is that movement. He is that force that moves our faith. Not only moves our faith, but gives us faith. Just believing in God that he is real. That he is real. And it says on John 1 and 3 and 4, fourth verse says, But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Let me read that in the ESV. And it says, And let steadfastness have its full effect. Let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect, mature, and complete, lacking in nothing. Lacking in nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, that's the fifth verse, let him ask. Let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. Come on, it will be given him. And it says, but let him ask in faith. You see, when we go, when we go before the Lord, when we're, we're believing in God, we must have faith. We must have his words. We must have his substance. We must have what he has spoken. That's why we have to spend time with the word. The word speaks back, so I promise you, it talks back to you. He will give us uh, wisdom, come on, without measure. He will give us that because he wants us to understand his ways. He wants us to st- understand his thoughts. He's given us his spirit. He's given us the mind of Christ. So it is so important that we understand today that it is something that he wants us to know. It is something that he wants us to have. And it's his faith. The sixth verse says, but let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. We have to know that this the word of God. See, I, I just believe that our thoughts, our ways is what calls us to be driven with winds and being tossed. Because when we're asking according to what we think, what we've heard, what we've seen, I think we're build, we're trying to build a kind of faith. We're trying to build a kind of uh, a response of a truth 
we're trying to build it. But the thing is, God's word is truth. God's word is our truth. You don't have to build a faith. You don't have to build up a word. Just get God's word. Just get God's promises. Just get the things that God has already spoken concerning you. And begin to fellowship with the Lord about your situations, Lord. I've read in the scripture where it says there's nothing too hard for you. There's nothing impossible for you. I've read in the scriptures, Lord, touch my heart, touch my mind. Give me wisdom to understand in the situation that I'm in right now. Give me wisdom to understand according to your way, your thoughts, not according to mine, but yours, because your way is good and your way is faithful and sure. But when we get into that place of believing God and waiting on the Lord to answer us according to his word, we have to stay in that place of faith. We cannot waver. We cannot doubt. We have to know that God will answer you. He will answer you because you asked. You went to him. Christ has opened the door for us. We can go back before the Lord because of the works of Christ, because of the dying on the cross and taking our sins with him. Now we're walking in the body of Christ. Now we can walk unto God in the body of Christ and receive, receive all that he's promised us. Come on, we know that there's times and we know that there's seasons, but we got to get to the place where we understand that God's way is good. God's way is perfect. And there's things that are allowed in our lives sometimes that we don't understand, but we got to know that God is good and he is perfect. Come on, we got to get, don't wait. Don't wait till the situation happens. We got to get to the place where we get to know God so, so good that when things do happen and it seems like things are not changing, that we do trust God in spite of. You are a good God. You are a loving God. Oh, I just know that you are perfect in all of your ways. You see, we get to that place of praise. We get to that place where we give thanks. You have to begin to give thanks in that place so you can remain steadfast, unmovable during trials, during the trials of your faith. You got to literally just immerse yourself in the things of God. Just get in the word. Get in the word and hear what God is saying concerning uh, uh, his word and concerning your life. Hear what he's saying. That's why it's so important that the body gets to know the head of the body. We got to get to know the head of this body because this body, the body of Christ only responds to the word of God. You just can't take God's body anywhere you want to take God's body and do whatever you want to do with God's body. Now, when it comes to your body, mm, you may bow out and do what you want to do. But when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to his life, when it comes to his word, we don't make God do nothing. We don't make God do anything. God moves according to his word. His word is there. He set his word above himself. He set his word that even he has to obey what he's already spoken because what he's spoken, it is so. And when we get to the point of understanding that God's word is faithful, God's word will prosper 
It will prosper us when we get to know it, when we get into it. But being that we're in the body of Christ, the body of Christ is made up of, made up of the word of God. That's why when we get in it, it becomes a sure foundation. It becomes a stable foundation for us that we no longer look out, but we look in. We don't look out into this world for suggestions on what I should do about this this situation or suggestions on what I should do about that situation. But what we do, we look into the body. We look into uh, uh, the body of Christ, the word of God, and the fellowshipping of our brothers and sisters. Come on. We need each other when it comes to being uh, in the body of Christ. We need each other. We are not a one-man island. We need each other. We need that encouragement. We need those testimonies. We need it. It helps us to, to get to know our God even more, to understand his love towards us in the body. Come on, that is our safest place, getting in the body of Christ where we believe God. That same God that raised Jesus, raised Christ from the dead, he has quickened us. He has brought us back to life, uh, alive in him, not saying alive to this world, even though we know this world and we have memories of this world, but he's made us alive unto the things of God. Come on, we already know about this flesh. We already know what it's able to do. We already know the trouble that it can get us in. But God is saying, come to me. Come alive in me. Come alive in my word. Come alive in my truth. We got to get to the point where we come alive to the things of God and not the things that we've always known. Come on, just think about it. How did that work for you? How did that work for you? The things that you've always known, the things that you've always done, and you got the same response out of it. Come on. We need to see things change in our lives. We need to see things change in our lives. I know we pray for many things. We pray for many things to happen in our lives. We pray for things to change in our lives. And I'm talking about situations where, you know what, it's like it's in the hand of God. But we got to first be concerned about what God is doing in us. We got to get ourselves right so that we can believe right. So that we can believe right. We get ourselves right according to the word so we can believe right. But when you jump and start praying and start throwing all kind of words, and the thing is, sometimes we don't even sit back to listen. Sometimes we don't even sit back to wait on the Lord to give us a response. We just want God to hear what we got to say and see, hear how I feel. And I just need you to change this thing for me. I need you just to do this for me, God. Just do it. Just change it. You said you're able. You said you're more than able. Come on. We got to get to the point where we can sit back and rest and know that God's will is best. Oh my God. Knowing that God's will is best. There's been times in my life where I've, I've rested in a situation knowing that God's way is best. And he said to me, Donna, this ain't me. 
you need to begin to pray and call those things that be not as though they were. So within situations, girl, I'm telling you, in situations, God will come in and he will literally strengthen you strengthen you in the battle he'll strengthen you in that battle that you don't take no for an answer you don't take and I'm talking about no as far as the enemy rattling his mouth and telling you what you cannot have you don't take no for an answer but you literally stand on the word of God when God said it's not me get the word get the weapon and I need you to begin to declare it I need you to release it in the atmosphere and when you begin to release it in the atmosphere you begin to shake the heavens you begin to shake things loose See, the enemy is still trying to take our stuff. He's still trying to block things from us and, and get to a point where we're afraid to ask. We're afraid to believe. We're afraid to stand. But I'm telling you, Jesus is standing in the gap. He is our great intercessor. He is interceding on our behalf because he know exactly what he did. He know exactly what he made available. He know exactly what he died for. He know exactly. So he's standing in the gap. So that means that literally we can begin to pray and to pray for those things to be released because we have an intercessor there. We have an intercessor standing in the gap and we are believing and we're taking it. See, the enemy don't want us to believe that we have a position in the heavenly realm. He doesn't want us to believe that we have a position, but we have a position in the heavenly realms to literally shake those things loose that he's holding back. And how is it that the enemy is holding it back? He's holding it back by making us get to a place of worry worrying about that situation being fearful about that situation so we're so busy worrying we're so busy being fearful that we're not saying anything nor nor are we doing anything you see the only way he can hold things back is to keep you preoccupied with something else other than what God has said other than what God is, is wanting to do. Over in Jeremiah 29 and 11, it talks about, I know the plans that I have towards you. I know the thoughts that I even think towards you. Huh? Come on, we got to get to the point that we do not worry. We do not become fearful about what the enemy is saying, but we got to know what God has said. We got to know what God has said. So when you're standing in that place, when you're standing up in that place of knowing that God is faithful, huh? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end, huh? The ESV says is to, to give you a future and a hope. You see, that's where our mind should stay. Our mind should stay in a place of a future and a hope. That's faith right there. Grab that faith right there, knowing that there's a future and knowing that hope is always made available. That's God's plan for you. That's God's plan for you. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. He is our provider. He is our peace. He is our joy. He's our everything. 
And when we get to the place where we settle in our hearts and our mind that he is all of that, huh? When he is all of that in our lives, that's when your faith begins to grow. That's when your faith begins to increase. Come on. We got to allow our faith to expand. Allow God to just build uh, what when we think our imagination let your mind go in God let your mind go in God declare that I'm freeing my mind in God I'm freeing my ways in God that when God begins to speak to us we understand we hear we can begin to build our faith even in your imagination when you even begin to imagine the greatest thing in your life let your imagination go in God, not in this world. You see, we dream of a thousand things in this world, but we're first spirit. We got to get our spiritual mind right. We got to get our spiritual thinking right. And we got time. We got time to build our faith upon the spiritual things of God. We're first spirit. We're spirit beings. We get thoughts. We don't always see these thoughts. We feel them. We sense them. We, we hear them. But we don't always see them. But when we allow God to mature us up in our spiritual thoughts, in our spiritual realm, it begins to grow that we begin to know how to talk. We begin to, get, begin to know how to act. That's a realm to literally practice in, knowing the things of God. That is a realm that we need to literally practice in. Reading this word, knowing that the trying, the trials of our faith, it works, it's patience in us, where it literally refines us and it strengthens us. And when you say refine, God is fine-tuning us in everything. Why? Because it is so his will that we hear his voice. It is so his desire that we know his voice. And a lot of time, the trying of our faith, where it's working that patience, we're getting to know his voice. We're getting to know his ways. We're getting to know him. And we're exercising, exercising our faith in the word, reading the word daily, pondering the word daily till that word begins to speak back to you. You want the word to reveal itself to you. Come on, it's, it's not a hard thing. It's as simple as getting the word of the Lord. John 14, let's go to John 14, 27. John 14, 27. Hallelujah. Let me get that. 14, 27. We just thank God for his word, his word that teaches us. Hallelujah. It says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. When it comes to knowing and hearing and receiving the word of God, let not your heart be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. That means that's something that you can do. Let not your heart be troubled when it comes to the voice of God. Let not your heart be troubled. 
when it comes to the ways of God. Let not your heart be troubled, but just begin to declare, I know God's way is good for me. I know God's way is right for me. And I receive God's way. And I receive God's truth. Because in the midst of me, in the trying of my faith, I will stand steadfast, unmovable, and abounding in the works of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Be blessed tonight and stay excited about the Lord. Stay excited about the word of the Lord.